Welcome to the Women in Engineering podcast. Today, I'm joined by Amanda Roshan from Dylan Consulting, which is a consulting company with operations all over Canada. Amanda, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Glad you're here as well. I'm going to just start off by asking you to introduce yourself and give me a little bit of background on who you are and how you got to where you are. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so as you said, my name is Amanda Roshan, and I am a civil EIT um, with Dylan Consulting. Uh, My background is I went to Western University. I graduated in the year of 2020, which was very exciting. Um, So I studied civil engineering with a specialization in structures and international development. Wow, that sounds really cool. And you are a recent grad, which means you probably know some of the people I know, which is pretty cool. (laughs) Um, So tell me a little bit about what you do at Dillon. Yeah, so um, like you said, Dillon Consulting, we have operations all over Canada. We are mostly specialized in uh, civil infrastructure, so um, roads, a little bit of buildings. We have um, a lot of water treatment plants, landfills, that sort of thing. The group I work in is specifically transportation, and even more specifically on the highways team. So um, basically, we design highways. So in that role, I am considered a highway designer and a coordinator. So for the highway designer aspect, that's a little bit more technical and actually designing the road. Um, And it's not necessarily, I think, what people think right away. Uh, When they think of the road, they think of the road structure, like the dirt, then the asphalt and the granular, all that stuff. That's more um, geotechnical. What I do as a highway designer is how are we going to move traffic around and cars around to get things built? So when you're stuck in traffic and you see concrete barrier everywhere, that's my fault. Um, And it's to keep you safe. So that's the technical aspect of what I do. And then as a project coordinator, it's kind of like being a junior project manager. Uh, So it's coordinating multiple disciplines, corresponding with the consultant, or sorry, we're the consultant, corresponding with the client, the contractor, all that fun stuff. So a lot of organization and time management with that aspect of it. Next time I'm stuck in traffic, I will be thinking of you. <laughs> yes, I once I started in this industry, I told my mom, I was like, I am never allowed to complain about traffic due to construction because that is literally what I do. <laughs> so I, I will never complain about it, but I understand what other people do. But that sounds really, really cool. Um, aside from that, but I feel like you wouldn't think that as well. Like when you hear like traffic consulting and all that, you wouldn't think, yeah. you would think like the road, the asphalt and all that, you would not think moving cars around and all exactly. that, which is really and cool. It all comes together, but yeah, I find usually when you think of highway design, you kind of just think of the physical highway itself. You don't really think about the process. And I think that that's kind of more what our group does. Yeah, that's really fascinating. And so what was your path during school, like co-ops, clubs, and things like that, and like after graduation to lead you to Dylan in your current position? So I did a lot of co-ops. So um, when I was at school, I think this program is still around now, but it's called the Transportation Career Development Program. So this is a co-op program that Western offers to first year students going into civil. So three students will um, get this position and what it is is a co-op for each summer while you're at school. And it's targeted at the transportation industry and it gets you exposure in the different areas of transportation. So for me, My first co-op was at um, Huron Construction, which is a contractor uh, just outside of London. So I was on a paving crew. So that summer I was actually building the roads. 
then the next summer I was at Dillon Consulting um, as a student engineer kind of doing like helping out people who are in my position. Uh, so I was working with an EIT and they were training me on what I do now. And then my final summer, I worked at the Ministry of Transportation, which is our biggest client. So through that co-op program, I really got to see um, not all, but like large aspects of what my industry does, which was great exposure. And I really enjoyed the work and the people at Dillon. So after my co-op at Dillon, I applied for an internship at Dillon. Um, at the time, it was in the London office, and I was not sure that I was ready to commit to fully moving to London. So that's why I wanted to do the internship. And so I loved it, and I signed on to work full-time after graduation. And I would say that was really a blessing because, as everyone knows, 2020 was a terrible year, and everything went virtual. So though I didn't end up in the London office, and I've now moved home to Toronto, it was so valuable to have had those experiences and those connections moving into the virtual world. So even though like fingers crossed, we don't face this circumstance again and when people graduate in the future, it's more back to that normal workspace, whatever that looks like for them, whether it's in the office or um, virtual, if they choose to do that. I think that the co-ops I did were so valuable because when you graduate, you already have connections and it kind of feels like you're returning to a job rather than that scary um, graduation feeling of needing to figure out what you're gonna do. So that's what led me to my path. And um, I would really recommend co-ops if that's something that you wanna pursue. Yeah, that's actually really, really interesting. And I didn't know about that transportation program. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of a follow-up question on that. If there's a student in first year hoping to pursue civil, is there an application process that comes with it or where would they find out about this program? Yeah, so I, I'm, I, we talked with the civil, um, the Western Society of Civil Engineers, and I think they said that this program is still running. So it's through Western's Career Services. So when they put the listings for all the co-ops, um, they that it will be called the Transportation Career Development Program. They also usually had it on the Career Services website, and the application process is similar to most um, co-op programs where. You have your resume, you have your cover letter, and then you go through the interview process. The only thing that makes this program unique is it's one interview for three jobs. So when you go in, you'll have three people interviewing you, which can be a little intimidating, but also it's nice because if you get the role, you don't have to go through a different interview each year. So um, if that's something that's interest or that first years are interested in, I would keep an eye out. Um, for the career services website to see information for that or did they still do those weekly emails that's where I first um, heard of it as well okay yeah they definitely do still do those weekly emails um mm -hmm. that's really good to know for anyone looking into that and yes I feel like one interview with three people is way more intimidating but at least you're done and you don't have to worry for the rest of your undergrad exactly so it was stressful but it was definitely worth it <laughs> um and so What's a typical day at Dillon Consulting look like for you? Yeah, so each day is different. It's kind of like at school, um, like you're doing work in classes each day, but the classes might change. So um, each day is relatively similar. Um, I usually am working on one large project at a time. So it's kind of each day is progressing that project. So um, it really depends on what I'm working on. So sometimes if it's drawings, I could be progressing the drawings and working on the design with the engineer that I'm working with. Sometimes it could be writing a report for a specific aspect of the design. So usually each day is about progressing a project. 
And then as a coordinator, there's also a lot of meetings during the day. So a lot of discussions, a lot of coordinating. Um, as a highway designer, I'm gonna be designing an aspect of the highway, or like I said, moving traffic around, but I need to make sure that that works with the other disciplines. So I need to make sure that I'm not moving traffic onto a side of the bridge and the structures group is like, whoa, 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 we're building that side at that time, you can't do that. So there's a lot of coordination involved. Um, so each day does vary, but it's all about moving the projects forward and kind of working with the team. That's really cool, actually. Um, and so are there any interesting or exciting projects you've worked on in your career so far? Uh, yeah, honestly, I've loved every project I work on. Um, I There's different types of projects that we work on. And I think if you're in civil, you'll learn a bit about this in the project management course. So um, one project type that I really enjoy is called a design build. And on these projects, we work directly with the contractor. So how projects used to work, um, what was more common was the owner would hire the consultant to work on a project. We would design it and then submit it back to the owner. And then the owner would put it to tender for the contractor to bid. So it's almost like you are not talking to anyone but the owner. Whereas now they're moving towards design builds where instead of the owner being the middle person, um, the contractor and the consultant work together. And so why this is so interesting is there is so much to learn from the people who are actually building the things that we are designing and that it's just so invaluable to have those questions to say, hey, this is how we designed it, but does this actually work for you? Because on paper, things look great for us, but the contractor could come back and say, that's not possible, or just so you know, we can't do that. So that's a type of project I really enjoyed, um, just because the learning is never ending. Um, and then other interesting and exciting projects, I would say, are ones that are outside of my regular group. So at Dillon, we do many different work. And right now um, I'm helping out in our asset management group doing um, Parks Canada work. So we're going through and we're looking at um, different parks and seeing what the state of their assets are in their buildings, their docks and kind of rating it and helping Parks Canada decide how they're gonna spend their money. So I would say any exposure to something outside of what I usually do is exciting because there's so much applicability to what I do that I wouldn't have known otherwise. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. And it's kind of nice. Um, I was talking to some other people from Dylan the other day, and they were saying, too, how it's a little flexible. You can do stuff more than just your regular beaten path, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's always nice to change things up. It keeps it exciting. Exactly. Um, and so what's your favorite part about working at Dylan? Um, I would have to say it's the people. Um, I have had and have such phenomenal relationships with the people I work with. And it started as a co-op student. The mentorship I got at Dillon was not comparable to anything I've heard from other people. Um, the engineers, the project managers, the admin staff, everyone I work with just, they really care about you and your career. And so those relationships have really been what keeps me at Dillon and keeps me excited about what I do. Um, and that's shown through even with the virtual world, even though I don't see a lot of people every day, um, the ch people checking in on you, making sure things are going okay, people checking in that you're happy with the work you're doing. Um, I think that that's something that I hope every workplace has, but I must say that it's, um, it's phenomenal at Dylan. I think honestly, company culture is something that you don't really think about or talk about when you're going into a job, but it makes such a difference. It does. And one thing I would say about that too, is like, it is what you put in. Um, I remember as a co-op student, 
it's easy to kind of fall to the side and kind of be invisible. Um, so I would say like a lot of it was on me to go around and introduce myself and ask people for work. But then you do need someone who wants to take you under their wing. So it's like any relationship, it takes both sides. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just been really great. <laughs> um, I guess on a more like ominous or serious note, what's the biggest challenge you faced in your career so far? So working at Dylan, being in the industry, when you first entered the industry properly or uh, anything like that. And then what did you learn from that experience? Um, the biggest challenge, I wouldn't say it's anything like that happened on a project or like this event happened. It's more of an ongoing um, feeling of the imposter phenomenon. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. I think um, a lot of people are. It's that feeling of like, you don't belong or you're just kind of faking it and you don't know what you're doing. Um, and so it's really prevalent, I think, mostly in people who are new in their careers and also in our industry, um, women <laughs> have it a lot because um, sometimes we're far too between. And so that's something that I faced at school and then I continue to face in the workplace. Um, and so how I got over it was just kind of getting confidence in myself and stop listening to that voice saying, oh, we don't know what you're doing or like, are you qualified to do that? Um, it, it sometimes like as, as terrible as it sounds, you gotta fake it until you make it. And also just talking to other people about how I feel. I remember I always felt like in class, somebody would ask about a problem and it felt like everybody knew exactly what they were talking about. And I was the only one like, wait, I still don't really understand this. And I realized everyone felt the same way and they all felt like I knew what I was talking about. Like, so once you break down those barriers and you say, well, I don't know what I'm doing. You'll realize other people don't know either and they're there to support you. So biggest challenge is definitely myself and how I overcome it was talking to people, reaching out for help and just being kinder to myself. I'm definitely familiar with the imposter phenomenon. I think I feel it all the time, even in undergrad where I'm just like, do I really belong here? Uh, and you're absolutely 100%. right. Like talking to people is definitely the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So in terms of being an EIT and working towards your PN, are there certain things that students should look out for in terms of opportunities, jobs, things like that? Absolutely. So if you want to be a professional engineer uh, in Ontario, I'm not too sure about other provinces, but I know in Ontario, you need four years of experience to be a PN. So if this is something that you wanna do, you can start as a student to work towards this. One year of your undergrad, or one year of work while you're in your undergrad counts towards your PM. So if it's something that you know you want to do, I would look out for co-ops um, that would help you get this. And so for that to be applicable, you need to be doing engineering work related to your field. And you need to be working with somebody um, who can approve that. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a PN, but it has to be somebody um, who works in, in the industry as well. And then in terms of opportunities post-grad, when you're kind of shopping for jobs and trying to figure out where you want to work, I would look out for things that um, mention the PNG because a lot of companies, and I know Dylan has, um, they really want you to get your PNG and they will support you in that. So even just small things like paying for your membership to Professional Engineers of Ontario, um, that's a couple hundred dollars a year that they'll cover for you and they'll do that every year. Um, as well as the exam you have to write. So you have to take the ethics exam 
Dylan pays for the ethics exam. Um, and they also help prep you for the ethics exam, uh, which is something that is really helpful. So when you're looking for opportunities, I would kind of look out for ones that mention getting your license or when you're in the interview process, those are things you can ask about is how will they support you? Because at the end of the day, the onus is on the company as well. You need people to um, be your reference and to be kind of like your sponsor to get your license. So um, it's important to know that they're there to support you in that journey as well. Yeah, that I guess I didn't really think about that either because when you think about that first job, I was talking to some salary negotiations ladies a little while back and it's very much just like, you think about your base salary and that's it. And you're excited to work for the company. And you're like, wow, I'm so glad they gave me the job, but it's also what they can give to you. And I feel like exactly we don't think about that. And I mean, once you're working full time, money has a different value because you're not a student anymore with no money. But you're also like a couple hundred dollars makes a big difference. Um, and the, the exam, that's not free. Um, all those different things. So it's those little things and those little areas of support that do make a difference. Mm -hmm. And what advice would you have for students hoping to pursue their PNG? Hoping to pursue your PNG, um, definitely if that's something you want to, you know, you want to do, um, start early, get co-ops. Um, for me, I, I mean, you don't need to do three co-ops in an internship. Uh, one is enough if that's what you want to do. But uh, I had a year of experience that will count in my undergrad. So I'm only two years into my full-time career post-grad and I'm only one year away from getting my PNG, which is really great. So um, doing, uh, um, pursuing some opportunities while you're still a student does help. Um, and if you know that you wanna get a PNG, I would talk to people that you look up to and that you kind of wanna model their career path and ask them what they did because there's so many different types of engineers you can be. And if you find somebody that you wanna model your career after, reach out to them and ask them what they did because people are your biggest resource. And so we should all use them. Thank you. Um, and is there any other advice you'd like to share with the students just generally? Uh, yeah, well, if I could tell myself when I was a student, um, I would say to try and enjoy the learning aspect of school. I know, First year, I loved learning and I was so excited. But then in second and third year, school just got hard and it became just something that I needed to pass and I needed to complete. And so I would say try and as hard as it is, and I know this isn't easy, take a step back and just remember why you went into that field and why you wanna learn and start to enjoy the learning process. Because when you do that, it makes studying so much easier. It makes studying quicker. Um, for me, it took going on internship for a year, coming back to school for my fifth and final year. I was just excited to learn again, and I was so much more efficient at learning and studying. It felt like in third year, I could study for five hours and still feel stressed, whereas in fourth year, you're like, nope, an hour, and I'm good, and I'll do well. So I would say try and change your mentality. Um, exam season right now, that's hard. You just push through, but next year, come in with a fresh set of eyes, and just remember why you're there. Yeah, that's some good advice, honestly. And I definitely understand the studying for five hours and feeling like you've learned nothing. That is where I'm at right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just want to say thank you for your time today. No problem. Uh, thanks for reaching out. I'm, I'm really excited to still be a part of Western in any way I can. <laughs> and to all of our listeners, I hope you learned something new and have a great day.